episode 26. A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. Hey! Hey. And welcome back to the games we play. This is Brian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 26. A wizard is never late. Can't believe it's episode 26, Chris. Uh, Major landmark for us. Can you even believe that? No. Seems like just yesterday we were on our way to Gen Con talking about, hey, we should do a podcast. I know. And that was like two years ago. I know. Almost. that was It was a year, yeah, year and a half ago oh, from Dead man. God. Oh, yeah. uh, for those who ever want to ever start a podcast, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. Lot of, but it is a lot of fun. And it's so, a great uh, reason to have excuse to get games played. So if, if yeah. you need, need a reason to say, hey, honey, it's, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> it is self-serving a yes, little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we also hit another uh, mark this week. We actually hit 500 followers on Instagram, which wow. that just blows my mind. I can't even believe it. And it's not even like people we know, um, which is kind of crazy in itself uh, that we have 500 people following us of just random strangers. And uh, But I, it's Instagram has been a lot of fun, just a lot of like conversations with people and questions and comments and feedback. And I've actually got a lot of advice, you know, like, oh, hey, if you like this game, try this game. So I've been exposed to a lot of games. Instagram's great. If you're not on it and you, and you like board games, you like a little social media, uh, but you don't want all the drama and you just want games and people's views and pictures on them, it, Instagram's great for it. Yeah, it's. I'm not really a social media guy. Um, not doing the Facebook thing and all that kind of stuff. And but after you showing me that Instagram and kind of getting on it for the podcast, it that is really cool. It's it's like you said, the drama. <laughs> Far oh, yeah. less drama than Facebook <laughs> and some of those other social medias apps. So no, I enjoy that. I love it. It's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. So we hit 500 followers on Instagram and uh, six months of the podcast. I wonder if in six months when we're at our year episode, which I I looked up is May 27th, I believe, uh, if we'll get a if we'll have a thousand followers or more than or less than. What do, what do you think? What's X, your bet? I think we're gonna be over. I uh, that's if for the. I hope so. Uh, it, I hope I think so. it's gonna exponentially because. Once you started doing some of those uh, post-in more and pictures and things like that, man, it really picked up big time. Yeah, yeah. We're posting like one picture a day. We're doing five pictures a week. So, And they're all like really not repeat games either. No. Um, if anything, the Instagram is what's been driving me to play different games, uh, not the really the podcast. I mean, it's for the podcast, well, right? It's for you the know, podcast. But, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, so we got... Oh, sorry, I kind of skipped over. We have a lot to talk about uh, today. We're going to be reviewing the Towers of Arcanos, or Arcanos? I don't know. Uh, one of these days, we'll figure out how to pronounce it. It's a fun fun dice rolling game. I, re- I really like it. Uh, spoilers. Uh, we'll be talking about what's on our table. We'll be talking about our loves and hate, and uh, I you know, that'd probably do it. We'll see. We might squeeze something in here. It depends on the review because I think we both enjoy this game. So 
Um, I don't know. When we enjoy stuff, we seem to talk about it. We get excited. Exactly. (laughs) You should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Chris. So I, so I, this last week, you know, this is our actually second week, uh, doing remote. Yes. Uh, learned from last week a lot. We learned a lot from last week. It's almost like learning to record again. Uh, so we we optimized and changed some stuff up this week. So hopefully this sounds a little better. I also learned uh, a few new things. Uh, but I, I was waiting for the podcast to process, you know, like, you know, formatting and then uploading. And I went back and listened to episode one. <laughs> Our episode one. Oh boy. Oh. Oh boy. Have you have you listened to that in a while? Not not recently. Now I'm gonna have to go back and oh, uh, pull that up tomorrow, and listen to uh, twenty uh, one, and then twenty five, and see the difference. Uh, so, yeah, there's a difference. Uh, I'm sure Just there like is. The, the, ener- the energy level oh, is. Like, I'm sure I'm, it is. I'm, I'm flat. Hey, uh, hey guys, this is Brian. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so awkward, and unfortunately, that's the one with all the 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 listens but what are you gonna do you know well hopefully hopefully they stick past one and realize that it's a bunch of newbies and if the uh, statistics tell us anything that's not the case yeah oh we'll see Uh, maybe we get so many episodes in people stop going back because it's so hard to you know scroll through all the episodes on your app yeah we can only hope yeah if you if you want to want to laugh listen to the current one then go back and listen to the first couple yeah. ones it's so awkward yeah so awkward but hey that, we're growing you know yeah. having fun no, you should Getting be better at this you should be let's go ahead and let's talk about what's been on our table this week chris All right, this week's What's on Our Table. Chris, what's been on your table this week? Well, getting to be close to Halloween and everything, uh, one of the games that Jamie and I really enjoy, which we have been playing a lot lately, is Quacks of Quinlanburg. I know we talked about oh, it, and I so said I love it is. And I know this is, uh, t- tomorrow is Halloween. We're recording this on the 30th, so tomorrow's Halloween, and we're going to add the Witch's Brew expansion. So I've been reading oh, that, getting that I've ready. i so good things yeah, about so it. so have I. So we're, we're excited, so we're going to do Beggar's Night and uh, do trick or treat and answering the doors. I get uh, so I love that. It's uh, my mom's favorite candy bars, Baby Ruth. So I buy boxes of full size Baby Ruths, and then we get packs of gum and some others for those who can't eat peanuts and stuff. But we hand out so. But when we hand them out, we got to make the kids. Uh, they got to tell us a joke. So anyway, but uh, in in the meantime, between door door rings and jokes, we're going to be playing Quacks of Quinlanburg with uh, Witch's Brew expansion. Nice. So we're all geeked up about uh, playing that. She's all excited. She's really like nice. that game. So hey, so, so did you get those, or have you seen those uh, like little plastic containers that you put those chits in that protect them? Yeah, the petri dishes. No, 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 no not like where you store them. But I'm talking about like. They actually go in these little capsules. So there's these like circular capsules and they protect them. But I, I guess I wouldn't get them for protecting because in this game, you know, you're we've talked about this game. You're you're pulling chits or ingredients yeah. out of your bag, right? It's kind of a push your luck. But I don't know about you. When they get in there, it's really hard to mix them up because they stick together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I- and so these, these little plastic, uh, they're like circular. 
and there's two halves and then there's like you know you put them in there and then you put them together and then the cardboard is not exposed to like hands or anything so they're plastic but with those little containers i would imagine it'd be a lot easier to mix up in a bag oh interesting no i haven't seen those i i, I guess i didn't realize what you're talking about but i always i always put my hand in there and i, f- I just just fluff them around with my fingers. Yeah, but they're and stuff. still. I feel like those stick together really easily because they're small little. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're kind of like the same as card sleeves, you know, two cards. Right. But this is like little like little containers that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I'll have so to check that out. See if it is. You sh- you should. I mean, I I guess I don't really care that much about. It's not necessarily to protect them no. and just be more for uh, that kind of tactile right. feel in the bag would feel pretty good and a lot easier to mix up and get them random. Yeah, I did like um, the petri dish idea which Joe from the Delt Hand had when we first played it, um, where the ingredients are out on the table. He put the 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 chits in petri dishes, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I do like that aspect. I might get a couple of those petri dishes for that aspect. I, you know, I would almost easy. not even keep them in the game; just keep them on my shelf. Right. So when you you can use them play, for other games. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I've I like also that. seen people uh, buy those silicone like muffin. Yeah, you said you know, that. like yeah, and, and you can get them in different colors on Amazon, really cheap. And then again, you you'd have colors for uh, whatever game you're pulling out, right. and kind of match the game. That's kind of cool. They don't they don't slide on the surface. That's what I like about them because yeah. they're silicone. Then you can bake muffins when you're done with them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to wash. Yeah, maybe wash. Get a little cardboard. That's fiber, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, somebody left a chit in it. <laughs> oh, that's where it went. <laughs> That'd be like your worst nightmare, Chris. Oh, I would hate that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lose a yeah, chit. would be pretty bad. <laughs> You'd be in the bag. You're like, wait, what is this uh, <laughs> beat up one? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Joe. He's chewing on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, good game. Good yeah. game. But you should check those out. They're they're fairly cheap. It's like seven bucks for, for on Amazon for like a hundred. I'll send you the link. Yeah, do uh, that. A lot of people have been posting them on Instagram and stuff. Huh. I'll have to look. What's been on my table is, uh, well, it's not my table per se, but it was on the table and I played it, uh, was Imperial Settlers. Ah. I got a chance to play that. Uh, We went to Cardboard Caucus last Friday, Emily and I did, and uh, they had a library of like, what was like 1,700 games? Huge selection. I saw pictures of it. It was huge. Yeah, it was. They had a really good selection too, Um, but... We saw Imperial Settlers. That one kind of interests me just from the artwork and kind of the gameplay. Guess what? It's a it's an engine building. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it says like Civ building, but it's not really like a civilization game, to be honest, because whatever you build really doesn't do anything other than give you the bonuses, which more gives you like resources and other things and other abilities. So it's more akin to like just a simple engine building game. But um in Imperial Settlers, you basically take the control of a different civilization, yeah. I guess. That's the base game. And there's a lot of expansions for this game where they add a bunch of different civilizations. But the cool thing is each civilization kind of is themed. So, like, the barbarians are all about, like, uh, like fighting people. And the Romans are all, like, having workers and stuff like that. Like, you know, workers. Um, but it's an interesting interesting mechanic because you get all these resources. And whatever you don't use during your turn, you lose at the end, which is kind of interesting. 
And there's certain cards you can play that allows you to keep more. Uh, but essentially, you're using these resources to build more cards. And there's really three flavors of cards. You got your your production. So when you you know you produce, you get certain resources. There's ones that uh, give you special actions, and then there's ones like that give you like into game scoring, if you will. But yeah, it's just kind of a classic engine building and you're just getting victory points and there's cards that give you victory points. You know, like, hey, you get two victory points every time you you build a red card or something like that. Uh, I really like it. Simple mechanics and it flows pretty well and, and the artwork's kind of cool. And I don't know, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, actually, Rob... Remember Rob from Two Bees yes. uh, Origins? Yeah. He uh, said something on on uh, Instagram about about the checkout. Oh, so he said try Fifty First State oh, yes. Master yep. Edition, which I've seen pictures. He said it's like Imperial Settlers but better. And he said he actually liked after he played it. He bought that instead of Imperial Settlers. So I might have to try that. But I really did like Imperial Settlers. I I think it would be a not like a simple gateway game, but it's actually it's a light medium game uh, but I, it's very approachable and uh and it's, it's a lot of fun um I, I like other engine building games better than this one but it still gave me that feel and just a different flavor and theme to it and i enjoyed it i wouldn't mind uh playing some more games of it so anyway check it out uh it's it's pretty cool it's called imperial settlers by i think it was portal it's games, portal games uh, ignacy chevichek yeah jamie and i actually got introduced to that and started playing it uh, when we went to 515 Brewery that uh, one Sunday when you weren't, you and Emily weren't able to, and Rob, uh, excuse me, Joe from the Delt Hand brought that out, and it was, this was like our third or fourth game after we played Tokyo Highway and a couple other ones, and uh, we had a, a couple nice beverages into it, and we're starting to, <laughs> starting to play it, and we just couldn't figure it out. Well, evidently, um, when Rob introduced this to us and stuff, we... we, we you mean Joe? Or excuse me, I keep saying... Uh, when, when Joe introduced this to us, uh, we missed uh, uh, two important rules, and we we were like, "What the heck does this do? What is it?" We couldn't figure it out. Then we realized, ah, it was the lighting was really bad, and I was trying to read the rule book, and it was I couldn't read it. And so I do have to yeah. say, the rule book in this game, yeah. it, I, it was it was it it took yep. me a little bit to get through the rule book and explain to Emily, but once we figured it out, I'm like, "Oh, this is." Oh, pretty easy. I'm actually. sure it looked like a fun game, and we were both excited. Yeah. And I was—I've heard good things about it. I've heard uh, uh, Ignacy talk about it on the Board Games Insider podcast he does with Stephen Bonacore. Bonacore. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I—I was really excited about it and trying to play it. And I like the artwork. It's—it's it's cartoonish, and but uh, I've heard good things about Imperial Settlers. It's got many. Uh, um, uh, shoe offs of variations of games oh and yeah stuff there's where, a lot of little yeah, mini so, expansions so if 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 a game has been around that long and has that many variations of it it it's got to be pretty good yeah yeah so i think it's worth checking out if you get a chance to play it it's it, i had a fun yeah. i had a lot of fun it actually played well at two players and i right. even think it would even be better with three or four players but it played really well at two players so yeah so that was what was on my table nice all right this week the games we play reviews towers of arcanos uh this is a fun little game that this is probably the newest game that we've ever reviewed on the podcast up to date now uh towers of arcanos just came out i think this fall right yeah it's 2019 yeah i, I think at gen con it was a 
really released, yes. maybe? It was a Kickstarter prior to that and came out uh, to the uh, general public at Gen Con area. Yeah, so uh, this is probably the newest game. I, for sure that we've we've reviewed, but uh, I thought this was just a really good cat candidate for a game because you know it's a, it's spoiler a lot of fun and it's very <laughs> available. Uh, it's a very very available game. Like it, you can introduce this to newer players or veterans alike, and everybody's gonna have a lot of fun with this one. I think, and it plays. Uh, well, let's, I'm not gonna spoil it here. Um, so let's uh, let's move into let's talk about the overview of the game. So, Chris, could you give a brief description about the game? Yeah. In the Towers of Arcanos, players must jointly build arcane towers to channel the power of vast civilizations. For this, your master and apprentices must use magic stones or dice and apply abilities written in the Book of Magic, acquiring prestige and becoming the magician with, with incredible reputation in the kingdom. The player will control one of the magic schools, different colors, from the realms of Dronagor and try and build the magic towers in order to gain more prestige points to be appointed the greatest wizard of the realm. Will you take the wizard's robe and accept the challenge or be forgotten by the magic high council of the realm? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh... You know, that that's some flavor and fluff there. Yeah. So basically, we're a bunch of mages. Yeah. No, really what the game is, and, and I highly encourage you to go look at pictures because what I'm about to describe is not going to do justice for this game. Uh, but essentially, the towers are going to be these little flat cardboard pieces. Yep. Um, circular there's, discs. There's, yep. Yep, circular disc, and there's going to be multiple of them on the, on the table. Four of them in total. Yep. And then uh, there's also a draw pile with it. And then everybody has their own little cardboard tableau, which it just really has your spell book where you're going to keep track of what spells you have active. The start, the first player is going to take all the dice equal to, I believe it's the number of players plus one, and we're going to roll the dice. It, it reminds me a lot of Sagrada, to be honest. If you've played Sagrada, think that. And you roll the dice, and then basically each person on their turn takes one of the dice that was rolled and they draft it um, and they take it and they're going to place it on one of the towers. So these towers, they all have different requirements printed on it. So it might be like, hey, on this tower, you can only put one, three and five of purple, right? Or one, two, three of yellow and red or something like that. And so you can only take dice and place them on that tower if it meets what the requirements are. And if it doesn't, which sometimes it doesn't, there's the middle mage tower, which any dice can be put on. And then when you place it, you get to resolve which space you put it on. There's three spaces on each tower. Uh, there's going to be one that allows you to uh, put another meeple on another tower. There's one that gives you points. And then there's one that allows you to score points based on how high the tower is. So if it's a high tower of five you get five points or if it's one you get one point and and then in the mage tower whatever dice face you put on it so if you put a one then you get the spell number one which on your tableau spells out what spell number one is and so on and so forth anyway the game goes like that until you get through all the rounds and all the dice are out and then whoever has the most victory points wins the game and that's really basically it i mean it sounds pretty basic is there anything i missed with that uh the gameplay there chris yeah so the towers are set up uh in a triangle you have three outer um towers 
and then the that uh, center mage tower so the the center mage tower is that's where um, it has that generalized any color any number kind of where you put your die on it and if you do that that's how you start activating spells um, so and with that whatever die number you put on there that's you add one of your little uh, apprentices to your spell book and that's how you uh, get ready and, and basically start learning your spell that you get to use for a future round. Uh, oh, and and I'm, I kind of miss this. And then once you get, the, when somebody's placed the third dice on the tower, basically the meeples come off, uh, unless it's one of the meeples holding up the tower, and then another disc comes on. So what's going to happen is these towers actually get taller and it's not a dexterity which you look at it i thought it was a dexterity game but once i played it's not it's not, no, a dexterity it's not game. really um but basically it makes a tower of these uh with dice in between the layers which is pretty cool and so whatever the top floor that's showing is the active one and that determines what dice you can place there so really cool looking it has a really neat uh table presence future brian here I forgot to put a rule here in the overview, but it didn't mention it in the review later, so I want to make sure I got it put in here. When you complete a floor, you, you're supposed to look and see who has control. All players have regular meeples, but they also have one grand wizard meeple, which is actually worth two meeples. And so you take a look and see who has the highest control or value on the floor, and you get victory points for being first, second, or third. And then there's also victory points for ties, which is not as good as first or second, but you still get points. The outer towers actually score more points, while the inner tower gives you just a few points. Now that you really know how to play this game, I'm going to go ahead and take you back to us. But with that, there's a certain number of dice of each color that you put into the bag. And each player, the, the first player pulls out uh, in a two-player game, it's five. Um, that's what Jamie oh, and I played oh, it. So it is, it is five. Yeah, because you, you each take two turns. It's like you're playing a four-player turn. Uh, so that's gotcha. how they do it with okay. a two-player. So what happens is you're pulling five dice out every turn. Well, in two players, um, each person's going to utilize two dice, and that third, or that fifth dice is put up on the the tracker board, the turn tracker uh, board. Yeah, because yep. there's yep. always one left yeah, over, one left no over. matter what player. Counts. So what's happening is, is when you're pulling these dice out, you're uh, decreasing the the number of the whatever colored dice you pulled out. So so that's so it's decreasing the dice in the bag, and then decreasing the the, the certain colors. So you're narrowing things down. That certain di- uh, higher probability of of a certain colored dice coming out um and later rounds and stuff so yeah 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 that's pretty much a good overview and whoever has the most victory points wins the game uh so let's move on to art uh chris what do you think about the art in this game i mean i liked it uh it's very colorful um it's you, you got the bird's eye views of these tower discs looking down on it and i mean it's pretty a uh, pretty simple art um the very if you look at the the outer box it's very uh colorful fantasy um if you think it almost yeah. honestly it looks like fortnite yeah yes yes it, it, it really does, does. The, it looks just the like style fortnite. you're right the style of the art in it and stuff um but yeah it's 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 good art it's very flavorful um with the the, the high fantasy theme the wizards think lord of the rings yeah. um not the darkness of like Mordor, no, no. but the more colorfulness yeah. of of uh um the the hobbits and the the villages and things like that if you look at it so yeah and all the floors they look they have like 
there's there it looks like a floor right, right? Stone, each one yep, of the discs yep. and, but there's like furniture and other art stuff in there i mean it's just flavor yeah. right it, it doesn't have to be in there but it is and and you actually have the player mat and i've only played with the player mat because uh cory has this game right. as well and the player mat is gorgeous yeah. i mean this thing looks awesome it does look like it's a huge bird eye view so you see like streams and trees and like there's clouds and it, it really does look like these towers are like coming out of the table. Right. It's, it's really cool. Looking. It is. And yeah, um, both Corey and I picked this up at Gen Con this summer. And, and when you purchased the, the base game, they gave you uh, um, a, uh, the neoprene mat, which I, I'm a sucker for that, that stuff. I, no, I, I know. love how I, that I really yeah. love the mats. Yeah, yeah. I love the mats and those quality components and things like that. So yeah, it, anything that enhances the game, I'll, I'll flop down 10 bucks more or 15 bucks more for, <laughs> for that mat. And yeah, kind of worth it. Oh, to me, it um, is. to me, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the, the mat and the, and the little tower, what do we want to call those tower discs? discs. Um, your tableau, it looks like it's a book, yep. right? That's open like a parchment. It looks pretty cool. And then even the scoring track or the round track is, uh, it kind of looks like a parchment rolled up too. So, you know, the artwork, uh, I, I think it's, it's solid. It's, it's on point with the theme. It kind of puts everything together. It really does feel like, you know, like high fantasy with, with, uh, mages that, I mean, that's the feel I get from the game. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would say it's two thumbs up. Doesn't take away from the game. Doesn't really, really, let's be honest. It doesn't really enhance the game. It's just, it's fun to look at and it looks good. All right, so let's talk about the rule book. So I actually didn't get a chance to look at the rule book because Corey taught me this game and I've played his copy multiple times, like three, four times. I know you own the game and you've read the rule book. So what do you, what do you think about the rule book on this one, Chris? Um, a couple things I, I didn't like about it. Uh, well, first off, um, it's very colorful. There's only eight pages it's like a 32 page uh rule book but after because it was really thick i was like oh my gosh what's going on 32 yeah pages, it is what because it's in four languages <laughs> oh i was like what yeah, yeah it's what? it's only eight pages after i flipped through the first time i'm like oh geez okay <laughs> when i pulled it out of the box i'm like oh my gosh this is a huge I rule you book. meant like two to three pages yeah, but no, no you meant 32, yeah, 32. Yeah. no it was yeah because there's four different languages so they do it, the whole book in in different languages <laughs> yeah so no, the first the it's really eight pages and a lot of pictures and diagrams, which is good. But there were two things that I I um I felt that I didn't like about the rule book is one of them is really fine print. I mean, really small print. I mean, where it's got pictures of cards and then small print underneath the cards to to give examples of the play, uh, which is good, but the the fine print oh my gosh it was really hard you have to angle it get the right light and this kind of bit and i'm i'm getting to an age where i'm like oh my gosh um it, it was, was it's it just because you're getting older <laughs> it could be. I, I mean i had to pull out the cheaters <laughs> and with that is they really crammed a lot of stuff on a page so i mm. i think they could have made it maybe 10 pages or sure, 12 pages sure. and expanded yeah, but it out with all the language right. they probably want wanting well, a 50 60 that's page exactly book. I can understand and that. i can understand that aspect i normally don't see many books in multiple languages like that yeah but um there's there's several pictures and several diagrams of of exactly and gives a lot of play um but there there was a couple things uh when the first time jamie and i played this and going through it since uh we haven't uh played it um since gen con with you and Corey and stuff 
I had to go through and like, I remembered the stuff, but I wanted to validate, making sure. Um, and so reading through it, 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 I had to go back and reread it a couple times and step through things and, and finally figured stuff out. So it wasn't really okay. clear and concise on how it Did flowed. we miss any rules? Uh, I didn't, I didn't think so. No, none kidding, that yeah. I, none that I didn't read anyway, but, uh, no, I, I, we played it right. And so when okay. yeah, Jamie and I messed around for a little bit and then once we did, I mean, we played it, um, few times so yeah oh, okay cool cool so you you would say it's uh you know if like one two thumbs up uh, i'd say one thumb sideways so what's so, so yeah. Eh, yeah but not exactly. bad no not it's bad, not bad but not great there were some good things about it like i said the the there was uh it did it in multiple languages so it's 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 accessible to i think it was french and there was a couple others i couldn't understand it uh, the other languages but um <laughs> <laughs> you're not multilingual no <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, well, cool. Um, so it sounds like it was just okay um, from the sounds of it. All right, let's talk about the components. Uh, so, Chris, the components, I think, is what is pretty cool in this game. Um, this is what kind of, I feel like, stands it out from just a normal dice rolling, dice drafting game, I think. Um, so, uh, Chris, what do you think about the components on this one? I like them. It, basically, you have your tower discs, you have your dice, um, they're D6s, they're large dice, uh, multiple colors. You have a bag that you draw from, and then you have uh, your uh, tableau, which is your spell book, and then the tableau, which is the, the I think it's the mana um, track is what they called it, where you put the dice and you're around for turns, exactly like turn tracker, basically. And then you have these little chits for uh, points, for your prestige points. And I really like it. I mean, the dice are nice in quality. They're heavy. They're kind of a, a transparent type. You can slightly see through them. I like the nice heavy dice. Bag is a generalized bag. Um, it's good with that. The chits are a nice thick uh, little cardboard. And the um, towers discs, I like the art and the graphic design on them. They're pretty cool. They're really cool. Um, the meeples. I mean, they're just normal oh, yes. meeples. But you have a you have a little wizard grand, meeple, which yes, is pretty a cool. Grand wizard, uh, which has a little star cut out in the center of him. But yeah, I, I agree. I like the components. I like the little the towers that get get created. I like the the meeples. The dice feel good. The dice really remind me of uh, Sagrada a lot. Um, but normal size, not like tiny right, small dice. Right. They're they're um, good size. Yeah, they're normal. Uh, so yeah, components are good. Uh, I wouldn't say like over the top good, no. but they're not subpar. So right. I would say just what I would expect from a game like this. Very appropriate for the cost of this game. So absolutely. All right, let's talk about likes. Chris, what's your likes about this game? Other be dice. I'm right? just gonna say it's a it's a dice game. I love dice games. You know, I I'm a high fantasy wizard, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons type mythos kind of. Fa- I mean, fan there's boy. no dwarf in it. No, but... there's no dwarfs. It's wizards. It's pure wizards. That's the whole the whole uh, mystique around this game. But I I like that. Um, I think the theme fits well with what you're doing and the the components add to the theme and the whole immersion of this game. Um, The gameplay, I I love the the rolling of the dice and then they're trying to uh, figure out the strategies of of putting the dice and allocating and then using the, 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 um, the spells. I'm like, oh, you know what? This this die doesn't fit me this round, but hey, I can take that and put it on my spell book and then I can use it to manipulate a die in a next round and stuff. And you can have multiple spells 
uh, as long as um, you just can only have one of uh, one number. Ones, yeah. Yeah, exactly, they have to be unique. So I like that. You're like, oh, it's not a wasted turn. I can add something I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm not going to have an, an optimal turn this round. I'll get a spell, and next turn I can do really good things and stuff like that. So where um, another person may not because they didn't get to do that. So yeah, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I like it. There's a lot of strategy in it. It's a quick game, twenty to thirty minutes, really. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, and I, please. Yeah, quick. Jamie and I knocked out two games within. It was thirty five minutes. We got two games down once we started learning the play and and playing two player and stuff. It was it was it's a lot of fun. It's easy to pull outs and once you, once you get understand the game flow, um, yeah, it's a really really quick game. A lot of strategy. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I really like how it looks on the table. You know, you build up those towers. Uh, yeah. I'm going to agree. There's definitely strategy here because there's going to be times when uh, I have to pick from these three dice. Two of them can score or I can place them in the towers, uh, you know, outside the mage tower, which is what you want. And then there's going to be strategy. But, well, do I do I complete this tower? I know, like, if I do that, Chris will get these points, but I'll only get less points do i make other people fight for it and i go try to stake out this tower and get my guys on it i mean there's those decisions have to be made but it's not like you're sitting there and it's not heavily strategic but i I like that there's some interesting choices on what you get to do with the game um i I agree i like the spells because it it does kind of stink putting your guy in the mage tower because you know when you complete a mage tower floor like any of the other ones you see who who controls the floor, right? And you get points. But if you when you score the mage tower, it's at less points than the outer t- towers. And so you're not getting as much because you're not in the outer towers. You don't have the special abilities when you place them on the outer towers. Like, hey, score how many floors you have. You don't get that in the mage tower. So it kind of stinks when you, you just, you know, you're the last in the turn order and you're like, well, I guess i have to right but at least you get those spells and the spells really allow you to make a strategic decision on a future turn when again everybody else takes something good and you're kind of left with suboptimal those spells are going to allow you to be able to put it on an outer tower most likely right so i really like that uh it doesn't feel like you just get jobbed over because of the the dice rolls or the dice colors that come out right yeah and two other two other game mechanic uh parts that i like is you can see what the next tower is coming yeah. out so yep. you can that plan for that exactly so if you can grab a spell it may not uh, get you this round but you know something's coming out uh, something's going to be completed and a new tower is coming out you can uh, foresee that and play for, get prepared oh, yeah. for that then also another aspect i like is when you can um, start adding your apprentices um uh, to the tower where where you put the function on you, you complete a tower and then add another apprentice to another tower well they have to stay on there at a certain point you're like okay you can start utilizing those you don't get those back when you you put it on but you don't run out we, when we first played this i thought oh my gosh we were like oh my gosh we you're never going to do that because you'll run out oh no you don't you don't no yeah, you, you don't you, a round or two in you can start doing that and getting rid of your um, as long as you don't want to utilize them for a lot of spells, but uh, yeah, you can start utilizing your apprentices in that aspect to do multiple things in a round. Oh yeah, yep, for I sure. I like that. I like definitely yep, like that. I do too. Dislikes, unless you had more likes. No, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dislikes uh, for me, uh, dice roll. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, so my I think one of my dislikes though is that when you're playing like four players, for example, you're only going to get 
first and last position twice when you play the game. Does that make sense? Yes. So you'll be last player in the drafting twice, and you'll be first player twice. First player, objectively, is way better than last place. Um, and, and depending on when you fall on that place order based on when the towers come up, it can make or break. I know it's going to be random and, it, and it's hard to plan ahead and you don't really have much control over it. So every time I played, there's been situations where it comes down where, man, I really need a red dice and I would get tons of points, but I'm last and I don't have any spells it's just ideal, less ideal. Sometimes, just depending on the what you pull out of the bag and what's rolled, there may be only one valid die for the outer towers, and everybody else has to place in the mage tower. So, I guess my dislike is just the luck part of the game. Whatever you happen to pull out of the bag, whatever you happen to roll, sometimes could really screw you over, where even when you're first or second, your first or second turn is suboptimal the other person's first and second. So even the rotating first player doesn't even things out just because of the luck of how things came out. So that's really my only major dislike. But overall, I like the other mechanics and some of the spells that you can do. But if you get frustrated with those things, I could see you could get frustrated with this. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there. So... That's that's my dislike. Yeah, and I can understand that. Anytime you have some randomization where it's a dice game, there's going to be that. Then also you have uh, basically the tower tiles, the discs are randomized because you shuffle them up. You're going to run into those situations that uh, it may occur. It may or may not, but it, it could occur most definitely. with It could. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm yep, saying. Absolutely. Is, you know, you that. can play four games and three of them are great, but that one just could sour it. And, you know, if that's your first or second playthrough, it'd be kind of hard to want to come back if, if you're one to get frustrated. Right. Yeah. If you don't like randomization and dice type of games, um, this is a dice game, so <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta sure. expect that. So yep. if you like, yeah, it is under understand the dislike, dislike for me. Yeah. Any dislikes for you? Yeah, I mean, basically, I I talked a little bit about about the rule book, um, the fine print. It was a little hard to to see some of those things. Um, I, I it's it's. To me, it's something that it's not going to uh, stop me from playing the game because there's other ways to learn the rule book. Um, you can watch videos and you can, you know, play through and walk through. I'm I'm best. I'm not a person who can read a rule book. Then all of a sudden start playing. I read it, start playing a little bit, read a little bit, start playing. It's it's kind of on the job training and and uh, play as you go to learn a game. That's that's how I learn it. That's probably that's, why yeah, I read the rules yeah, and you yeah. don't, I guess. So I that's how I learn things. That's my uh mechanism of learning in in general is by hands-on involved in doing it and so it's what we did and we learned it and it's it is what it is but uh yeah that was the main thing for me i mean it's this is a lighter game i mean it's it's enjoyable it's yeah it's not terribly complicated it's really not again and it's a quick game 20 30 minutes no that that's basically the dislike for me was some of that rule book and first initial reading it and stepping through the process there could be little better things. Sure. Okay, well, overall, let's talk about our overall review for the game. Chris, what would you give this game? To me, the, this is a 7.5. Um, it's a, I like the game. Um, it is it is one that you can easily do. Um, it's, it's one definitely I own and glad to own it. 
Um, it, it's is it one that I would play over like Quacks of Quinlanburg or something, uh, a couple of other games? No, I wouldn't, but I would never uh, uh, turn away from it. Um, if, mm-hmm. if somebody said, hey, let's play Towers of Arcanos, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I get 20 minutes, 30 minutes, easily pull it out. Um, is it one of my top games? No, there's better games, but I thoroughly enjoy the game. For me, it's, it's a six and a half, which is like a okay to good, right? Okay, right. we'll play this if in the mood, and good, usually willing yep. to play it. Yep, seven's a, seven's a good is what I kind of rated at, willing to play it. Yeah, um, I, you know, again, just the biggest thing about it is that there's appearance of options, but I think your options are severely constrained. Right. You, you know, there's always sometimes a very obvious best choice. And again, it just comes out in turn order and comes back to the randomness where sometimes you're just forced to do something and you may not want to do it, right? But objectively putting something on the outer towers is better than putting it in the middle tower. Objectively, you just get more points potentially. And so, yeah, that I guess that's just really, that's my problem with it. Is And, and also, I would be concerned about replayability on this. I'm not sure how many times you could replay right. this over and over again. This is more of a game that, hey, we'll bring it out from time to time. Not, I'm going to hit the the table over and over like quacks right or, exactly you know like a game like that so that's why i'm giving a 6.5 hopefully that makes sense now there is two there is there are two expansions coming out this year for uh the towers of arcanos it, they have a fifth player uh expansion as well as interesting yep, as well as a dark tower expansion and the dark hmm. tower adds three new modes of play there's a solo mode there's the witches game, which is a new set of rules to play, and then there's uh, the third is it adds grandmaster special hmm. ability cards. So that would be interesting how that uh, a play some little different yeah, grandmaster uh, spells. May- maybe it would give you a little more variability because right. I think if it if it helped take away some of the randomness and give yep. you some more choices, I think that would improve this game a lot. Right, and I think so. And again, you just talked about replayability. It sounds like that Dark Tower expansion kind of adds different ways to play it to keep it fresh. And uh, yeah, so that's that sounds like it. So yeah, this was part of a Kickstarter and uh, these two expansions were part of the base Kickstarter or, or one oh, of it. Oh, really? Yeah, so now it's coming out to the general public. It sounds like they're adding the, these two expansions. Um, supposed to be 2019, but I know the fifth player expansion's out. Yeah, the fifth, <laughs> I saw the fifth player expansion out at Cool Stuff, but I have not seen the, the Dark Tower, the witches, what they call the Witch's Tower. I haven't seen that out yet, so that's probably going to come out uh, first quarter or so 2020 is what I'm expecting. So, okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up this review with a like that, like this. So for me, if you like Sagrada, I feel like this kind of gives you the same feel. Actually, almost the exact same feel. The only difference is instead of having your own tableau, uh, like with Sagrada, that you have to get the certain color, certain number. It's a communal. Uh, it's a communal floor or or something that everybody else is trying to get the same color, same number. So it's almost basically the same game, let's be honest. The scoring with Sagrada may be a little more variable and probably the replayability on Sagrada is better than this game, but it definitely gives you the same feel with a different theme. So that's our, that's our review of Towers of Arcanos. I gave it a 6.5 and, and Chris gave it a 7.5. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, as promised, Unnecessary Censorship Part 
2 is coming your way. Just a reminder, if this is the first time you're listening to Unnecessary Censorship, that everything you're about to hear was bleeped out unnecessarily. Nothing was said bad, but I added uh, strategic bleeps to possibly make it sound bad. So if you hear something sound bad, it's all in your head. If you have kids in the car, you may want to turn this off or maybe skip past this, but hope you enjoy. Hopefully it lives up. I think the first one might have been a better, but we'll see. So let's go ahead and listen to it. Okay, guys, now we got to uh, strategically plan to get the <laughs> out of this mall. He <laughs> is fear of punching out <laughs> games that, with, that require a lot, a lot of <laughs> and I did one where I was just pulling out. I was just quickly going through and I'm like, <laughs> and I ripped one side. Other than that, but, I mean, everything else was cardboard. So that overwhelming. Yes. I mean, th- that's why I like the stress. Oh, like every action matters. So when you really challenge. miss one, it's like, oh, uh, many good things about <laughs> it. I wonder if it's going to be but, mature like the game. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to do something about our infrastructure or this is just going to be a nightmare for traffic. What is going on with this iPad? Yes, Chris. Question? Wasn't 13 last night? So everybody out there is probably like, get crazy. Like the fifth one, I like threw my stuff. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Because we kept seeing the same three families come out. And I even shuffled the out of that deck. (laughs) Are masterful. Like these, you get to the end, you're like, no way. He uh, jabbered me and said, hey, I brought it in uh, this last week. You want to, you want to give it a try? I'm like, yes. (laughs) You have a. There's the Anno statue in it's, the middle. Oh, good bleep. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm getting a little better at How it. How appropriate. I, it, yeah. it sounds like it, it was meant to be that way. <laughs> so that's unnecessary censorship, too. I, that took me way too long to create that second one. But uh, you enjoy it. Yeah, you, you yeah. Fun no, it's fun. It. I just have to be a little more cognizant sometimes when I'm having like more technical difficulties recording. Um, I, sometimes I'm not thinking or trying to find those that I could cut in. Uh, and then sometimes I, in those moods, I'm like, oh, that'd be hilarious. Comes so, natural. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was Unnecessary Subscription 2. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll keep working on more of those as they come up. As, uh, you know, nothing still beats that pitch car one that you had, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> And if you haven't heard that, go back. If you haven't heard Unnecessary Censorship, the first one, go back and listen to that one. It is hilarious. That pitch car when you're like... <laughs> we anyway. find it hilarious anyway. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. Well, that is Unnecessary Censorship Part 2. This week's Love and Hate. You know, I'm going to go ahead and go first. You go right ahead. I'm excited to talk about this Go one. Right ahead. So another game we actually played, you know, and this might, this, you know, you might already know if you're a listener, if you're following us on Instagram and follow it, because you would have seen me post this game. Uh, but I played this one at Cardboard Caucus as well. This was another game that I got out and it's a game called Bunny Kingdom. It's a game by Yellow and is actually by Richard Garfield. And the only reason I bring that up is Richard Garfield is well known for not only King of Tokyo, uh, but Magic the Gathering. That Richard Garfield. And so he made this board game that came out, like, you know, I think it was 2018. I remember it coming out at Gen Con, and I'm like, Bunny Kingdom, Richard Garfield, this is kind of different, right? And uh, 
well, we got it to the table, and it, it was a lot of fun. I really liked this game. Uh, essentially, there's this uh, board that represents the kingdom for the bunnies, I guess, and it's a grid, and there's 100 squares on this. So there's a grid that actually has 1 through 1 through 10, and then it has A through, I think, I is the 10th letter. And there's a card for each one of those territories in the deck. Uh, there's also other cards in the deck for... Um, the castles, there's other upgrade chit tokens you can put on there and resource tokens. And essentially, throughout the game, through the four seasons, you're trying to create the biggest fiefs, which is basically an area controlled by your bunnies of your color, you know, that are connecting. And every round, you, you score your kingdoms, your various fiefs, as they call it. And each fief is scored by the amount of pillars or towers of your castles times the amount of unique resources you have in that kingdom. And that's what each area scores. And then you add them all together. And you, I mean, you're getting the hundreds for your score on this game because you're scoring a lot. Um, I mean, it's bunnies, right? Because they multiply, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, it, and then there's also cards at the end of the game, which gives you bonus scoring. So you get like three victory points for every fish resource uh, territory or for every territory that's on the edge of the board and so on and so forth. So there's some cool where you can kind of uh, put your all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yeah. I'm full of the dad jokes tonight. Anyway, uh, it's a fun game, actually. The components on this game are great. I mean, it looks great. Have you seen the pictures of this game, Chris? Um, did you look at our Instagram? Yeah, I did look on the Instagram. I've Yeah, you I've, have all those little bunnies yeah. and all those castles, and the, the, the bunnies go in the castles, and, like, the, the tier three castles, like, I mean, it's a, almost an inch off the board. And with the little bunny standing on top of it. It's, it looks really cool. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed this game. Um, and, and it has drafting, Chris, which I you would like. love. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, on every season, everybody gets a handful of cards. You pick one, then pass. Pick one and pass. And then you go until all the cards are selected. And whatever card you select is the card that you, you know, if you picked a territory, you put your bunny on it. And now you control that territory. Um, there's other mechanics too, and an expansion just came out this last year, which I I guess the expansion's really good um, with this game. Like one of those where people are saying, "Yeah, I don't play without that expansion." That kind oh of good. yeah, so yeah, so this is definitely on my buy list. I I almost I almost impulse buy bought this at Gen Con this year. If you I think you were with me, we were yeah, walking by me. Yeah, we we stopped I, and looked at this, and yeah. I almost impulsed, but I'm kicking myself. I wish I impulsed by this because it had the combo with the expansion in the base game. And oh man, it's so much fun. So that's Bunny Kingdom. Definitely check it out. It, it's a, I, there's not even really many games like it. I mean, it's area control, but there's card drafting and I, and there's a bunch of other stuff in there. I haven't really seen that combination from a game. Plus, the components are fabulous. Yeah, it's from uh, Richard Garfield, who's also well known for making that trick-taking game called The Great Dalmudi. That's, that's one of my favorite games we play here a lot. I'm going to yeah. start dinging yeah. it every time you bring up Great Dalmudi. It's a good game. <laughs> it's 10 bucks, 12 bucks. 
by Richard Garfield. He made magic and the and bunny kingdoms and stuff. It's uh, that's a lot of it's a fun trick taking game. But anyway, um, I'm interested. I'm looking at this. It's 2018 Origins Award Best Family Game nominee. Spiel mm-hmm. Spiel uh, Hit Mit. Some other German words. What, what was that? Yeah. What was that? Spiel. Several German words. 2018 recommended. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it it looks good. I've I've heard about this. Um, I've never played it. We saw it when you pointed it out when we were walking by at Gen Con. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it looks pretty good. I like Richard Garfield games. He's he makes he makes really good games. He really does. So this is definitely but one I want to check it out. Presence, oh, I know. I was looking I mean, at those pictures. pictures. Are so cool. Yeah. So no, I check it and out. And you literally do get in the hundreds for scoring. It's a it's a you score a lot. Yeah, it's it's a, a two to four player game, forty to sixty minutes. So it's that's a, that's yeah. an appropriate a no, time yeah. frame for a good it would family game. It'd actually be a decent yeah. lunch game. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. You know, and most of those family games are right around that uh, forty-five minutes mm-hmm. to an hour yeah. type. So those that's good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna, check it definitely going to check it out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my love is coming off of last week's hate is the weather change and now it's cold and it's snowing and oh i love that oh, <laughs> oh i mean it's not really oh, snow that much no but. it's it snowed twice this week it snowed today a uh, big flakes coming out it was uh when we we're at work i was looking out the windows it was big flakes in downtown des moines but uh it snowed for the first time the other day where we woke up in the morning and it, the ground was white and it was covered in the cars that yeah, were sitting outside. Yeah, it melted outside. almost it, inst- yeah. within day. Yeah, within the day, but it's starting to get that. It's not the the 38 degrees and cold and rainy. So it's it's starting to get cold, and I love the snow. I'd rather have it cold and snow than it's than that above freezing and, and wet. So, uh, but I love the winter. I love it's we get into Christmas time, the holidays. I love the the familiness where it's to me that type of the season is it's really good to stay indoors. And oh, what are you gonna do indoors? You're gonna watch football and play games. And so awesome. Sure, so sure. I love that. So I'm, I'm. Is that is that why you have your Christmas tree up? Still um, yeah, from last year. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. No, the the kids wanted that. So <laughs> no. yeah, no, that was the thing. I was getting ready to take it down because it was like, oh, it was uh, getting to be April because I was just getting done with wrestling season and, and all the busyness and being gone on the weekends, and then come home and realize, oh, the the tree's up. And Emily, my oldest, she's like, Dad, can we just leave it up? And I'm like, oh, sure, that's fine. So we He's we left it. Literally up. left it up all year. <laughs> since last december hey it's uh, probably november knowing you you put it up in november i'm yeah, sure i did before thanksgiving yeah the kids before thanksgiving? yeah always Come before on. thanksgiving well no you're right i'm sorry it was right after thanksgiving it was right after okay thanksgiving. there we yeah. go that's the yeah. appropriate yes. amount of time understand. if anybody's curious yeah i i normally it's usually uh, after thanksgiving and then up to and then new year's eve well, you rip it not down. new year's eve it's usually a week or two after uh, it's into the new year but then some let's I'm not that opinionated, but I'm kind of am. Oh, you're so. you're kind of opinionated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a right and wrong way to do these things, Chris. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's all good. You get to a certain part of your life and you realize, uh, you know, the, the kids like it. It's our family. I mean, so what it matters, it's July and people drive by and Emily plugs the Christmas lights in at night and they're shining through the window and <laughs> Christmas trees up. I had a guy actually knock on the door before we started recording today he was from the local uh Edo Kiwanians, and he was uh asking to uh, sell uh, christmas trees and he knocks on the door he goes well i see you you already have your christmas tree up <laughs> and i'm like yeah i do <laughs> and i don't need it to buy an, a, a real one. Oh, brother oh, yeah it's funny it's all good 
It's all good. Well, that brings up my hate for this week is uh, Christmas Christmas trees left up past Christmas trees year round. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, we we were actually going to make it a holiday tree where we get Easter eggs and this kind of stuff. St. Patrick's Day uh, things. Uh, That was a great idea, and I think that was what solidified um, the and justified us having it up year round. But it never got. the ornaments never got changed out, so it's still Christmas ornaments on it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> ah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, my hate is going to be, uh, I, I think we did this a couple weeks ago, technology. Oh, man. After last week's uh, trying to edit, it took forever. We did some things wrong. Hey, I learned, yeah, which is good. Did. Hopefully this week uh, we learned from it. Um, but I think we spent an hour trying to fix a problem where that was, I'm not even going to admit what the problem was. It was just kind of dumb. So we got it figured out and hopefully this is better. So technology just sometimes drives me crazy. Uh, even though I work in IT. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. My hate is rule books that have fine print. <laughs> It, oh gosh oh man old man yeah, stuff is. this week it is i mean if i gotta go get <laughs> cheaters to go read something or hold it in light and get a right angle I'm like come on people increase the font i'm not i'm not that blind i had 2015 vision all the way up until last year's visit i had that laser eye uh, eye surgery done i was supposed to deploy to afghanistan and so i had uh, advanced surface ablation done so i didn't have to have glasses and oh man oh after that i had 2015 vision and it was great up until this last year starting to get dry and my vision's changing some but i'm not that bad I don't need oh, glasses gosh. to see normal stuff, but <laughs> and if I have to squint and hold this rule book and pull things in, I'm like, yeah, okay, I mean, that's too fine of a print. Yeah. Come on, people. I mean, there's people yeah, with worse worry, eyesight yeah. than me, and if that's sure, the case, sure, then for uh, sure. I don't only wonder what they're reading. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, well, that's our love and hate this week. <laughs> hey, people, this is who we are. <laughs> You're learning yeah, about us. All the goods and the for bad. Better I was going to say, all the good or bad, for better or worse, this, yeah. this is it. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up episode 26. Chris, six months are in the calendar, in the books Woo-hoo. for us, finally. Yeah, boy. And it's been crazy. It has been. It's been awesome. It's been fun. We've learned a lot. We've grown. Oh, man, have we learned a lot. Yeah. We've we played a lot of we games. we played a lot of games. And you know what? Honestly, in these last six months, I've probably played more games than I did in the, the year prior. So it's double oh, easily yeah. doubled i mean it's and that's again i we i think we've said that in the beginning one of the best things that is coming out i mean even if nobody listens to this it's getting ta- uh, games to our table so that's i i love it it's introduced new people to some games and oh, um, yeah. it's the the stories that come out of it and the adventures and uh, to me that's awesome so i love it yeah. i'm glad glad we're doing it yeah so i was looking at our instagram and we post basically every game that we play you know either from reviews or whatever and and there's some there's some duplication in here a little yeah. bit and then there's some for the card challenge so take all that away i think we have like Eight, a solid 80 different games posted on here that we've played yeah which is crazy which is i mean you listen to some of the other podcasts and stuff and it's 
they don't really talk about this that many games and that's what kind of is cool with that's what we've reached out and wanted to do with this podcast yeah. is talk about the games we play and it's and we don't just play one game a week and there's sometimes we play multiple games like um, um or multiple sessions of one game and things like that so yeah, yeah. and we don't p- post the pictures of no. that usually if it's a game we've posted on instagram already and we're playing it again yeah. i don't post it right again. and i don't send you the pictures or anything like that if we've yeah, yeah so yeah yeah so i i started actually tracking stuff on bg stats which is an app um and so i've been doing that for the last few weeks and um heck i'm already up to and this might not sound impressive to other people but let's see how many plays hey it is for us i'm up to 11 plays and i've only been doing this a couple weeks nice so i mean that's not a that's not a bad amount of games to be completely honest. Well, you got to realize we're full-time working guys with, with kids and, you know, oh, wives, man, yeah. it, it, significant others and, and jobs and, and everything that uh, deals with that aspect. And that there's multiple factors that pull us away from getting to the game table, which. Yeah, which, oh, yeah. Yep. That's yep. cool. That, that's yep. true. So that's. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the episode there. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it, and and again, we're evolving and improving, and uh, we just appreciate you being here through all 26 episodes thus far, and hopefully stick with us another 26 episodes to year one. You know, we'll probably look back 100 episodes from now and even laugh at our episode 26 (laughs) here and how bad it was. Uh, (laughs) Oh, most definitely. uh, you know, it is what it is, but we're getting there. So. We're getting there. Uh, but we, we really do. I really appreciate it. I'm really humbled that we have 500 followers on Instagram that people like and comment. And it's just complete strangers. But people really care and really enjoy, you know, these board games and our thoughts and the communication and, and discussion that's happening on there. I'm kind of humbled by that, that people even care to do that. I know. So. It is pretty cool. And Brian, you know how you climb a mountain? One step, one, at step a time, at a time. one step at a time exactly unless you're superman or something yeah, yeah. then that'd be kind of cool it's one leap one bow yeah <laughs> oh yeah so well anything else you want to talk about chris before we take off for the for the episode no i'm just looking to uh play that quacks of quinlanburg which is brew expansion this weekend gonna get that out um then not to talk about yeah, it next so week because we'll i'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are most on that. definitely i'm excited to play that tomorrow night actually and just looking at the, the the future just checking out these games that are coming out and i'm getting really excited for the black friday specials i always love oh, that i always love that i got it oh, written on my man. calendar when the fantasy flight which is now <laughs> asthma day and then miniature markets and cool stuff oh, curious man. to see what they have and now amazon's really starting to get into that aspect yeah they're and getting really competitive target too as well it came out last year with those two for ones and those red well they're doing that deals. right now or is it now but they're not doing the if you're hearing those voice on the podcast it's over and but until sunday (laughs) which we're recording on a wednesday before this comes out till sunday they're doing a two for one for board games at target and uh and it stacks with that 15 percent off coupon for toys i gotta find that coupon yeah so So go 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 on the hot deals uh forum people post the code and stuff so yeah that's happening right now cool i'll have to check that out then i didn't order anything this time Oh, they've got uh, Target has a couple exclusives, the Jaws and the uh, I think it's Horrified. Um, yeah, those, both those games I've heard really yes, good things that's about. That's the two. Those are two that I was really looking at, and wanting to get. So, 
Yeah, it's going to be rough, but even games like like Bunny Kingdom and Imperial Settlers and some of these games that have been over a couple years that I've finally got around to playing, these are the type of games I'm looking for picking up at uh, Black Friday. Oh, you know? I agree with you. Um, Almost definitely. Yeah, I got so my I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Plus, hey, uh, Tapestry comes out this uh, on the 1st, the Friday, and so I got a bunch of games coming once that comes in and nemesis yes. pre-ordered really look forward to that, that and then i got too. the wingspan expansion pre-ordered and i'm getting a couple scythe expansions with those orders so we'll have to get some scythe out yes i got do. rise of fenris coming dude oh i want to play that more campaign yep. scythe yeah yeah looking forward to that so anyway we got a lot of cool games coming up so it'll be a lot of fun all right well that's episode 26. Thanks, guys, for hanging in this far. We appreciate you coming on and listening. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You'll always see the pictures and things that we're doing, talking about, and playing. And from time to time, I've actually even posted some deals that are going on on Facebook. So check that out. Uh, but until next week, episode 27, I am Brian. And I am Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.